and welcome to the Retro Game Time Machine podcast. This week, time travelers, we are having a chat about Parappa the Rapper for the Sony PlayStation, and we're going to be going back to 1997. At the time of recording, it is January the 15th, 2021. I am Ashley Noon, and joining me through a series of tubes is Andy the Android. But before you say anything, the people want to know, what color is the sky in your dimension? Uh, yellow. Yours is too, right? Um, we'll maybe talk about that later. So wait a second. We have a time machine. This isn't sliders. We don't travel dimensions. And who are these people? Well, you know, if the, if the time machine was malfunctioning, you, you never know what could happen. You know? True. Um, so yeah, when, when operating a time machine, uh, make sure that your beverage is secured somewhere or you got a lid. Uh, you yeah. don't want it spilling in the controls because, you know, you might wind up in a dimension where the sky is yellow um, and maybe apes rule the world. I don't yeah, know. And that, those liquids totally void your warranty. So, Yeah, the, the, the liquid sensor indicators in those time machines are crazy, man. They're really sensitive. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't take a shower near them. They could, that's how sensitive they are. <laughs> don't, uh, don't bring your time machine in the memories. with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all these memories about liquid sensor indicators from working for a fruit stand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anyway, how, how are you doing? How's, how's, how's 2021 treating you? Which I think we were a little bit premature on our celebration of it being a new year uh, in our last episode. Things are still kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're certainly off to a sillier start uh, this uh, this podcast yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's to counter the non-silliness that's been going on in the world, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Very serious non-silliness. Um, but yeah, no, things are, things are all right. Uh, just hanging in there it's uh we're coming up on a a year of (laughs) you know largely staying home from the pandemic which is kind of which is kind of crazy it's like this is life now um yeah well you know with video games it makes it easier yes totally the video games haven't changed they're they're still there so (laughs) and also the fact that my primary way of spending time with friends is in multiplayer games yeah my life hasn't changed that much well i get that's a lie it's changed in a lot of ways but that part of my life hasn't really changed though i do miss going to get a beer with somebody yep yeah um very much miss that that's that's true that's true we can uh have our beers virtually though. And yeah, I guess I suppose. And, and, you know, it's, it's actually, I mean, at least in our state, we're able to get like alcohol for takeout too. So it's never been easier to send and transmit alcohol. For, yeah. You know, even, even in the beginning, in the beginning of all of this, uh, my favorite place to buy beer, they were like, they were testing out doing delivery as well for their beer. Um, yeah. I didn't do that because I live close enough that I just walk down there generally to get to get my sweet, wonderful beer from them. Um, but yeah, it's I, I, yeah, I, I have to agree though. It's it, what a time to have to be stuck in your house. There's still there's still a lot of uh, modern conveniences available, which is nice. Yeah, um, there there was one uh, uh, beer um, brewery that I went to that was. Uh, really cool. I mean, this was years ago, but I went, um, I believe it's a Petaluma. It's called Plow Brewery. 
And okay. um, it basically they had this thing as what I call it, it's like a reverse can opener. So they would pour you like a pint in oh, a tall yeah. can, and then they would yeah put a a, a can lid on yeah, top of it. A, it's a crowler. Yeah, it's not it's not a true like canning process or any yeah. of that like pressurization or anything, but it would last the day. You know, if you're just taking it to go, yeah. Um, it was a closed container that you could put in your car. Yeah, <laughs> where you could, yeah you could get fresh beer from the tap. Yes, with that closed container, take it home and enjoy it. Yeah, which is which is great. I man, I it's a great brewery. If anyone ever <laughs> gets a chance to check them out, but they have some uh, awesome brews. Nice. Yeah, there's a there's a couple places here in town that do that as well. Um, nice. The breweries, not not the place that I was referring to, because the place that I go to is a tap room. Okay. Um, but they do growlers. They just don't do the crowler with the <laughs> CR in front of it. Um, anyway, I guess uh, I'm going to steer us a little bit back towards the topic of our show, which is video games, apparently. Um, and this also is me not, <laughs> this is also me not yet getting to the news, but it's personal news. Um, where, or meaning I just finished modding my Xbox. Well, I guess finished is wrong. I didn't finish. I have started the process and I've mod shipped my Xbox, um, which that was a lot of fun. I really like, I've missed tinkering with things. So I really enjoyed taking it apart. Um, I also put new thermal paste in my original Xbox. And I didn't know this before, but the thermal paste in an original Xbox, um, and I think I have a 1.0 model, um, it's like gum. It's oh. like, like it, it literally felt like when I was trying to clean it off, like somebody at the factory was chewing on a piece of gum and I was like, oh crap, I'm out of thermal paste. I'll just stick my gum in there. And like, <laughs> so it, it felt like I was cleaning off like 20 year old gum off the top of the CPU and the GPU. Wow. Um, but it, it works. I'm just trying to get uh, a BIOS version that will like play nice with a larger hard drive because um, I can only see a small part of the partition. So anyway. The, the less fun part of the modding. <laughs> yes. I like it. So far, though, I've been able to like reap the benefits of it and I've been able to install the discs that I have, mm-hmm. um, like all my Xbox games. I've been able to fit on my hard drive, but... Um, It's not big enough for me to do some of the other fun stuff that I want to do with it. So anyway, um, that was a fun project. And then also I ended up replacing the the thermal paste on my PS3. Yeah, since you had the thermal paste out already? Yeah, well, I I already had like my my station set up. Um, I've got like I I have stuff out on uh, the dining room table right now because my partner's also gone again right now. She's she's back um, in another state taking care of her dad again. Um, so she's going to be gone for, again, for the next couple of weeks. So that's why, that's why also spoiler alert, I've been playing a lot of games, um, that, you know, that I'll talk about towards the end of the show. Um, but yeah, been, been doing some fun console projects, been having a great time breaking out the soldering iron, um, and using my iFixit toolkit that I got for Christmas two years ago. And so far it has everything that I have ever possibly needed when uh, unscrewing electronics or having like little miscellaneous tools that I'm like, wait, what would I use for that? Oh, I already have it in this toolkit. 
Yeah, same. It's a it's they're just their kind of like standard kit that comes with all the all the bits. You know, that's that's yes. I mean they do, it's done really saved me a lot. Really, yeah, so. it's great. And yeah, and it's really high quality. And uh, we're not being paid for this. If anybody's uh, wondering why all of a sudden I'm like, oh man, my iFixit toolkit. Um, yeah. No, it's just really great. Anyway, um, anything else from you from your end before yeah. we we get into new stuff? I, I question on your thermal paste. I, I'm uh, surprised I didn't mention this earlier, but uh, the the thermal paste, like I, I've heard on those PS3s, you got to apply more thermal paste than you normally would like on a, on a PC or anything like that. Did you, or did you just do kind of a standard amount? I mean, this was the, the guide I looked at was for an older PS3. So that could, you know, well, I mean, I did an amount that I felt was appropriate for the size of the chips. Yeah. They're pretty big. Did you do like an X pattern or, or a, a blob or, um, like so I did an X with a blob. Yeah. I think that's, that's <laughs> probably the appropriate amount. That's yeah. Yeah. Like um, it, it really did seem like I was going to need more than like what I needed for my PC. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I think you're, you're solid, but I was just like, I just remembered that they're like, um, I think it was spawn wave. He recently did a PS3 and he's like, yeah, they kind of expected like the thermal paste to like gush over the sides on these things. Like, because oh. otherwise it just, there's various hot points on the chip that just won't make contact, I guess. So, well, so far in my testing and playing some stuff on it after I buttoned everything up, um, it didn't shut off. So, yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think we'll even see. said it was quieter, right? So, yeah. It, yeah, oh my God, there was so much dust that I cleaned out of it. Yeah. So much dust. Yeah. Um, and I, and I bought it used, so it made it that much more disgusting. <laughs> I'm looking at my PS3 and I can, I can literally see cobwebs in the vent. Like it's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So. Um, yeah. There's, and there's not a whole lot of space inside of those too, but I know exactly where you're talking about, like the front grill, right? Um, well, the very back grill, back grill under the IO. So got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the only open spaces, at least if your PS3 is similar to mine on the inside, because I know that we yeah. both have the quote unquote fat model, um, yes. but yours is yours is older than mine is. I think mine's I think mine was the first one to lose PS2 backwards compatibility. I think it's probably the oldest console that I own that I actually purchased and didn't get rid of. You know, like. Oh. Because even my N sixty four, it actually disappeared. I got my stepbrothers instead, <laughs> so I have that one, but I don't have mine. So who knows what happened? And to it. in in that category, that would be my Super Nintendo that I bought yeah. myself. Um, it's been a trooper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was had that baby since nineteen ninety two. I think I was sixteen when I purchased the PS three. So I wonder. Uh, you were younger than that. Anyway, I, was <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had saved money for a long time, for like a year. Nice. Um, yeah, which I, I probably already talked about in another episode. But anyway, um, shall we head into the news? Let's do it. Let's dive in. Uh, let's see. First bit on the sheet here is NVIDIA announces the RTX 3060 graphics card for only $329 US. 
It's kind of the, so it, when I read this story, it's like to no one's surprise. Cause everyone knew that the 3060 was coming at some point. Yes. Um, but you know, we certainly didn't know a price, but I was actually surprised that they didn't, they didn't talk about a 3060. They really only came out with the, the 3070 and 3080. Those were the only, well, they talked about seventies, eighties and nineties. Oh, um, wow. And then the, yeah. So then now we're getting the, uh, 3060, uh, which apparently there's a TI version for $399. Oh. Um, but yeah, overall looks like it has pretty good performance. Um, it's got, oh, well, wait, what? It says one curious element of the RTX 3060 is that it boasts 50% more video memory than its next two more powerful siblings. Wow. So it's got 12 gigs of RAM for the, the, the 3060 vanilla, but it's eight in the 3060 Ti and eight in the 3070? That's weird. Yeah, that is a little, I mean, there there's probably a lot going on with like uh, the clock speed or the type of RAM that's there. So I'm not sure though. It all comes down to the CUDA cores, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Anyway, looks like it'll be a good card for a much more reasonable amount of money. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I like the subtitle, the new entry point for an affordable, or sorry, for affordable ray tracing, um, which I didn't really understand for a while how cool ray tracing is. And then I actually saw it in some games that I've been playing. I'm like, oh, that's what that is. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's <laughs> it usually really good. The, the thing that pops out for me, because I've only seen it in videos, I haven't really seen it, um, you know, uh, firsthand, but it, it you get like these perfect reflections off of, you know, buildings and stuff. Like you thought that reflections looked really good in other games. Like, no, it's like literally the reflections are perfect. So. <laughs> yeah. And also like real time dynamic lighting stuff yes. um, looks really good. That is not something that I've been able to experience in, well, at least not in cyberpunk um, no. since I don't have a 3000 series uh, NVIDIA GPU. Yeah, um, I could technically turn it on, but I think it would totally tank my performance. Yeah, it's uh, like the probably. only thing for RTX that I don't uh, that I don't use at all. Yeah, and then there's the um, the the way light bounces as well too. So the way kind of yeah. like light will indirectly light a room. Like you see a lot of that in those yep. uh, Minecraft demos for sure. So, yep, yeah, really, really cool tech. Yeah. So that's that's super cool. I, I don't know if that's will be the card that I buy. I don't even know if I'm going to buy a card this generation. I'm going to just kind of ride my PC as long as I can. You know? Yeah, might as well ride until the wheels fall off. Yeah, because I've I've never I've always upgraded bef- long before. You know, like I know the person who I sold my last PC to, and he definitely uses it all the time. Um, so uh, anyway, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, next item, new Indiana Jones game on the way from Bethesda and the Wolfenstein team. You know, I think that if the, the, with it being the Wolfenstein team, it's fitting because doesn't like Indiana Jones also shoot Nazis. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they're, the, they're basically the same game. Yeah. 
Wolfenstein is just uh, it's it's a spoof of Indiana Jones. I mean, not really, but anyway. so when I when I saw this announcement, I mean, it's exciting. But the last Indiana Jones game I remember hearing about or being excited about was that Wii game that was supposed to come out that was eventually canceled. Um, let's see the most recent was 2009's Indiana Jones and the staff of Kings for the Wii PS2 and, uh, versions for the DS and PSP. Yeah. I thought that I, I thinking that that one was canceled or maybe the PS3 version was the one that was canceled. One, something happened there that only either one version came out or both. Yes. Versions were so canceled, they canceled but... the PS3 and 360 version of that game. I see. Okay. Um, and well, though this isn't a direct news item, uh, there's now a Lucasfilm Games label that exists. Interesting. And then, it, I mean, Lucas Hearts was closed, right? That's what I, I believe. That's what happened to that. <laughs> like they just yeah, kind of shuddered. I believe they. I believe they closed a while ago. Yeah. So quite a while ago. To, it's it's kind of interesting that they're it's living on through the Lucasfilm uh, division. Yes. And actually, I don't know if we have it here. Oh, I guess we kind of do. So we'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, but it is along the same like Lucasfilm games theme. Um, let's see. Feel free if you want to. Oh, grab yeah. It or, I, or I can keep running with the ball. Yeah. Run, run with references. The... <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, then. Well, we have a uh, Mario-themed Nintendo Switch bundle launching in February. Uh, there's a red and blue design, and it looks looks pretty cool. I like the, the red Switch body and the red dock. The, the red Joy-Cons is nothing new, but um, yeah, I like the look. I just wish that it was going to maybe be a revision instead of just a new color. <laughs> Yeah, I mean this color is this color is great, but I still th- yeah I think it's it's probably a bad time to buy a switch. I mean, um, I don't know. It's always a good time to buy a switch. Yeah, um, my partner's gotten it, it expressed interest in playing Animal Crossing and Switch Lite. Yeah, we had to have the conversation. I'm like, well, I actually, I mean, you could totally use my cartridge, but that's not going to get you the full experience. <laughs> so. Um, she, she needs her yeah. own console, so yes. basically. Yes. So um, I'm hoping what will happen is Nintendo will announce a revision and then I can migrate my stuff over and she can have my old Switch. So gotcha. that's what I would like to see. But um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is really cool. I, I like the uh, that sort of, I don't know what color blue. Is that a royal blue that I see? Like those rails a, and the Joy-Con? Mario holder? blue. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's Mario overalls blue. <laughs> yes, it's uh, <laughs> it's Princess Toadstool royal blue. That's what. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it looks really good. I I, yeah. I love the and the dock. I just want another. I, I want another dock almost because I get tired of slepping mine around the house. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, no, it'd definitely be worth getting a second dock. They are pricey though. I think that if you want. buy them retail, yes. Yeah. Uh, if if you do actually want one, I'll keep my eye out if if I end up going by the local game shop because I have seen them just have an extra dock there with nothing. Oh, okay. Like it's not common, but 
if it comes yeah. up, then um, I will keep an eye out for you. I'd be down. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I guess also as part of this particular article, um, they're plugging the fact that Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury um, is also going to be coming out February the 12th. So mm-hmm. that is a fantastic game. Um, I, I really want to get it, even though I, I have technically, or I've beaten it and I own it on the Wii U. But that does not have the new Bowser's Fury stuff. And I checked out the, uh, the video and that looks really cool. Um, apparently you can turn into a giant cat Mario to fight against giant Bowser. So it's like, it's kind of like a Mothra Godzilla fight thing that's <laughs> going on. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Ultraman um, or Ultra Mario, Ultra Neko Mario, maybe. Yeah. Um, Sounds right to me. <laughs> yeah. Ultra Cat Mario. Um, so anyway. That's that's coming. I'm looking forward to that content. The rest of the game that is not not that content that I can speak to, fantastic. Like really great 3D platformer Mario. Um, it's I don't know. It, it kind of feels like a hybrid between the 3D Mario games like Odyssey and 64 and Sunshine and a standard 2D Mario because it it does break it down into different levels and different worlds. Um, I mean, with like an overworld, the way that you have in the 2D Marios. So anyway. Yeah, I, and, and I'll probably pick it up as well because I actually didn't complete the Wii U release. So it seems like now's the best time to do it just because, um, you know, they've got extra content in there. There's no yeah. use in going back to the Wii U now. So, um, so sad. The Wii U is such a wonderful system. Yeah. I love mine. Anyway. Uh, speaking of re-release of uh, classic yes. games. Yes, uh, re-releases, please. Um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World has come out. And uh, again, and it, for... Uh, so I didn't see all the platforms, um, but it'll, PS4 and Switch and Xbox One coming soon, right? Is that what this... Um, the physical version of xbox one is coming soon it is already out on the xbox one digitally though i see okay um and it looks like pc epic game store also is what from yeah sadly it is not on on steam i actually went to go check to see if i could pick it up there and no they do not have it um i did pre-order sort of the uh i think it was the 35 dollar edition like complete edition with just the switch game and and box so um i don't know if i'm going to purchase digital i think i'll just wait for this thing to come i know it's going to be some time but uh it's it i really like this game i mean um at least it's really hard so i didn't do so well when i first tried to play it so i agree with you until last night (laughs) okay so the reason so yeah so i did play some yesterday and it's so I also thought the same thing and I got really frustrated and I was like, why is this game so hard? Uh-huh. And then I saw a little write up on it that it's like, Hey, if you try to play it like you would streets of rage, you're going to get really frustrated okay. and it's not going to be fun. And I was like, Oh, okay. Cause that's me. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. And it is getting really frustrating. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, it's more akin to river city ransom where 
you need to, I think, grind a bit in some of the levels to get money so that you can also not only upgrade your fighting by fighting, but there are stores in which you can walk into and buy items that help you upgrade and like help boost your stats. I see. Um, so that you can upgrade yourself along the way so that you can actually start defeating Ramona's seven evil exes. Okay. So, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I, I remember playing it did have some RPG sort of elements like that, whereas you can sort of upgrade and... Yes. So yeah, that I did not realize the importance of. Um, and then when I read that, I kind of went back and I, I played a little bit more of just the same area that I had already been through so that mm-hmm. I could get more XP and some more money. Um, so anyway, it's it's more now now that I know that I can't just play it the same way as Streets of Rage, um, it it that makes it more fun that I know that I was playing it wrong. <laughs> well, that's that's good. Um, and you know, this time I, I'll want to play with an arcade stick. I think. And yes, so that's something I didn't do last night. And as I was playing it for a little while, I was like, this would be so much better on my arcade stick. Why didn't I not plug that in? <laughs> Yeah, totally. Uh, and in addition to the limited run release, which it's what it's an open six, uh, six week window, I think. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, if anyone listening to the show is a fan of Scott Pilgrim, and especially the game, like there's so much merch. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is so much merch on uh, the limited run for this that is not just the game like they have pin sets they had nintendo switch uh cases for it as well like there's there is like there's t-shirts there's a hoodie there is so much stuff that you can get um i ended up getting or i ended up ordering the um I think it's the like $50 version of it. The one that looks like it comes in like a, a Sega Genesis style case. Uh-huh. Um, the same, basically the same type of case that uh, Streets of Rage 4 came in, in their like special edition. Um, so it's that case. Um, I can't remember what else is inside of it. <laughs> yeah. A um, bunch of stuff. <laughs> but I did also actually order the soundtrack, which the soundtrack is fantastic for that game. Um, it's all Anamaraguchi music. Oh. Um, he did the game, he or they, or actually, I don't know, the the band or the person, Anamaraguchi, <laughs> uh, did all the music for the soundtrack for this game. Yeah, which I've, um, I think I mentioned before, I was just like, I kind of discovered the soundtrack just like organically through somewhere else. And yeah. I just like listening to music. So like the music of the game. So, and I- yeah you know, even more than the game itself. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm that way with, um, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Yeah. That's, I am, Oof. I am awful <sighs> at that game. I cannot play that game. Yeah. But I am in love with that soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, like I, I got that soundtrack on vinyl for Christmas. Not this, not this Christmas as in last month, but the previous Christmas. I see. Um, I asked my partner for that. It was like, <laughs> It's like, there's not many things that I want to directly ask for, but I want to directly ask for this because yeah. I love this soundtrack. It's almost kind of random to like an unsuspecting person. Like, yeah, she was like, a... she's like, wait, you want this video game soundtrack on vinyl? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <I> do. 
<laughs> I need it. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I've never heard of you playing this game. I'm like, yeah, I don't really play it because I'm not that good at it. But the music is amazing. And she's like, that's weird. <laughs> um, maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not giving her enough credit. But anyway. Uh, so yeah, anyway, I ordered the uh, the soundtrack for this. And I keep saying anyway, so I'm going to try to stop that. Um. Okay, anything else about Scott Pilgrim, the video game, finally re-released and available yeah. for purchase? I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see a physical copy as well because I didn't know if this would ever come back. Um, so the next item is about uh, a dear person that I missed from the gaming industry. So, the, so Ask Iwata a book of wisdom from the late Nintendo president is about to be published in English, which is great. Um, I did not actually see where it will be on sale, but I kind of want it. Ah, okay. So Ask a will publish uh, on April 13th. It's currently available in hardcover on Amazon for $22 and 99 cents. Um, I'm going to have to go look that up and maybe find somewhere that isn't Amazon to buy it from. Like maybe my local bookstore. Yeah. I'll have to actually, oh man, I should, I should see if they have it or ask if they can order it. Um, so yeah, it's a book about Satoru Iwata um, and his, his uh, Ask Iwata sections. So, or his, not sections. Um Round tables, I think is what they, Iwata asks round tables. Thank you. Um, But yeah, so this this came out in Japan a while ago. Um, I think shortly after, well, somewhat shortly after he passed. um, And that was back on July 12th, 2015. Um, Very, very sad day for uh, Nintendo fans. Uh, And he was only 55. Yeah, it'll be cool to read this though, and kind of learn more from from him as well. So, yeah, like he he did so much for so many different games that people love. Um, he yeah, he was he was a, a great interim or not interim. He was a great. He was the interim person. The person after him was the interim. He was a great president for Nintendo. Um, I feel like even though he got some flack for the Wii U quote unquote failing, um, he took, he took pay cuts so that they wouldn't have to let anybody go. Um, he really put the, the lack of success, uh, of the Wii U on himself instead of other folks. Um, but again, I loved the Wii U or not loved, still love the Wii U still think it's great. Um, anyway, it's, it's kind of crazy too, because, you know, for a company like Nintendo, that's, you know, sort of, they, they often break new ground and innovate and come up with these crazy ideas. And, you know, for one thing to not be necessarily a commercial success and it was, you know, it still, like you said, it was a great console. I do enjoy it also. It just, uh, yeah, they, they sold more, they sold more consoles than, uh, the Dreamcast. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's just, 
you know, sometimes just the, you know, a little fumble and marketing and how thing is, how things are pitched. I mean, it's, if you watch the, um, the E3 where, where Reggie unveils the Wii U, it is, it is incredibly confusing, like walking away from that thing. Like what, if you just watched the video, you, you would not exactly know because they didn't talk about the console at all. They only talked about the gamepad. That was the only thing that they showed. So I'm yeah. now a little more understanding why more people were confused about it. So, I mean, admittedly, <laughs> I was confused about it at first. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't following Nintendo as closely at that time in my life. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, so there is, is this the thing by itself? Like, do I get this to add to a Wii? Like, how does the, like, just on one brief, like, video that I saw for it, I was like, yeah, I, don't, well, I don't get it. What does the U and Wii U mean? Like, Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I think if they would have called it Wii HD, I think a lot of people, less people would be confused. I don't know. That's just... Or like this Nintendo Super Wii. Yeah, there you go. Or Wii 64. <laughs> <laughs> the Wii Cube. <laughs> yes. Perfect. I like uh, it. Uh, it just reminded me of how dumb I thought the name the Wii was. Yep. For a while. I'm so used to it now. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All um, right. Epic Games uh, buys a huge mall for its global H. Did we talk about this? The, uh, the last um, uh, podcast, maybe? So I don't think so, because I think okay. this is pretty new. Okay. Um, but I can double check our <laughs> notes just to make sure we're not... We're not uh, treading on. I mean, in case uh, you missed it, uh, Epic no. Games bought a it mall. It was not in our news. Okay, so we talked about this separately at some point, but um, Epic Games bought a huge mall for its new global HQ. So um, yeah, which uh, you know, I, I think I had heard somebody say from a different media outlet. I'm sorry, I forget which one it was, but they were like, <laughs> they were oh. I think it was Giant Bomb. They were saying that this, you know, this sounded so much cooler um, in their mind because they thought it was going to be a theme park of some sort. <laughs> but oh. no, like literally, they're just buying out a mall and making yeah. it their office, which I think is a great idea when you have Epic money. So yeah, and when, yeah, when you're a company that's that big, if you yes. need like, it's much more cost. Of, well, at least I'm assuming it's much more cost effective than building a new place from the ground up. Even though I'm sure they're going to do a like have to do a lot uh, to renovate and get everything ready inside. Um, yes, but I did also hear this uh, talked about on another podcast, the Player One podcast, and uh, one of the hosts there was saying that it, it's going to be a missed opportunity if they do not uh, name their conference rooms different stores in the mall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And one of the things that I also loved that one of them made reference to was saying, like calling one of the conference rooms Suncoast Video. Yeah. Does that does that ring any bells with you? Uh, um, that sounds familiar, but oh I, I, man, I, Suncoast Video was like one of the one of the places when I was uh, like in middle school and a teenager when I would go to the mall and hang out with one of my or with one or two of my friends. Um, we'd always go to Suncoast Video and look at like the anime section 
because um, one of my friends was way more into anime than I am. But yeah, because I'm not, I guess, admittedly, I'm not huge into anime, but there's there's a number of things uh, in, in anime that I do really enjoy. Um, but yeah, I when he brought that up, that just brought back a bunch of memories of like me with with my old friend uh, and looking through the anime section of Suncoast video. So I have definitely been in one of these stores or a store that is a lot like it. So um, gotcha. it, there's just, there wasn't one at uh, my local mall. Yeah. Um, actually in a town, <laughs> in the small town I grew up, we didn't have a mall. <laughs> we had to go uh, to a neighboring town to get to a mall. So that was that. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm thinking that they will probably keep some of their like food vendor areas. <laughs> just yeah. have, have oh, like yeah. a McDonald's in there, you know, like they, they could they could use the food court as yep. their cafeteria. Yep. Uh, they totally could. I wonder if they'll put in a tilt arcade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll see. We can oh, maybe man. one day we'll get to see Man, if I had stupid epic games money, yes. This this would be such a fun thing <laughs> to do and just buy an old mall and turn it into a mall from like the 80s or 90s. <laughs> just fully outfit it with everything that you would find in a mall of that era. That'd be that'd be uh that'd be pretty fun. It'd be like yeah. a museum basically. It 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 almost seems like the, the mall of, of the 80s. Welcome to my museum. This whole event is like another nail in the coffin for malls, though. You know, like their malls were already not doing great. So, yeah. Uh, be really interesting to see what, what the buildings end up being repurposed for. Yes. Other than video game company headquarters. Yep. Like, I wonder what else, uh, what other cool things we'll see from malls. And from movie theaters, I'm guessing. Yeah, um, there's already one. a movie theater here in town, like one of the smaller ones that has turned into a comedy club, which huh. also not a great time for that right now. Yeah, probably but, not. But I did go get to see uh, a comedy show there before uh, the pandemic. So at least it was fun. Yeah. Let's see. Next thing we got here is a new Star Wars game coming from Ubisoft Division Studio. That's and, the tie back to talking about the uh, Lucas Film Studio for games. I gotcha. Yeah, and um, I think the also the bigger story of the spinoff is I, I've, I read some a headline that EA had lost exclusivity with. They have. So, well, I imagine. It's less that they lost it and more that it expired, I bet, at some point. It hasn't expired yet. Hasn't expired. No, their their exclusivity contract, I'm pretty sure, has not expired yet. Wow. Um, and yeah, they're they're moving forward by they, I guess I'm meaning Disney, who owns Star Wars and Lucasfilm and all of that fun stuff now. I'm wondering Wait, if they struck a deal they with some like maybe from the aftermath of um, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the new one, like, look. That game <laughs> is fun, by the way. It is actually a fun game, but they had an atrocious beginning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just sort of that, 
you know, I think they were very limited on what they could actually monetize and uh, they did what they could. And unfortunately it's just kind of, it backfired. So yeah. um, it's a bummer, but uh, you know, I'm, I think this is great. I think exclusivity deals for this kind of stuff is um, I want to see the game companies compete, you know? Yeah. Um, rather than just put out stuff because they're the only people that can do that. Like most sports titles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> at least geez. nowadays. God, that's, yeah. I feel like that's been probably, that's probably why sports games generally are not very good right now. <laughs> like we I haven't had know. a true. There's, hit. there's, there's a lot of people that would probably disagree with us, but I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't know. I used to really love sports games and I just kind of fell off. Yeah. Well, I feel like you, you still have your repeating audience and, you know, I did, I did, I probably noticed an uptick in talking about games in NBA 2K 2020 than in previous years, but uh, still, I just, I feel like they're not, they're not really pushing and they've overall just gotten slightly worse every year, you know, like, and I, I haven't heard of any smash hit success. Like this game's really great. I mean, I think there was like an NHL 2014 or 2015 that everybody talked about or something like that, yeah. or maybe it was earlier than that. Maybe it was 2010, maybe it was a long time ago, but um, yeah, it's kind of, uh, I feel like competition's good. So yes, I agree. Competition's great. Um, and I think that it's cool that we will see a Star Wars game from uh, the team that worked on the division because the division is actually pretty fun. Yeah. Um, if if I could, you know, if you could take if you could take that game and slap a Star Wars coat of paint on it, <laughs> I'd probably play it longer. Yeah. <laughs> like it would it would probably like retain uh, me playing it for considerably longer um which reminds me i i need to start playing the division too uh with a friend of mine we both own it Mm. we haven't fired it up um but yeah anyway they didn't say anything about what type of game they're making just that they are making ubisoft is making a star wars game yeah but I I'm just inserting my own conjecture that it's going to be <laughs> that it's going to be like the division. Yeah, I wonder if they said Disney's deal with EA last ten years. Maybe they're saying, "Oh, Ubisoft can announce a game, but it can't release until 2023." Maybe, possibly. Who knows? Um, yeah, so it could be. We'll see here. And then, um, did you want to take the last one or? Um, actually, how about, how about you? Cause you, you actually watched the trailer. Okay. So I, didn't watch the, I, I got the promotional email in my inbox. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I also got that email. So we've got a new Pokemon snap game coming to the Nintendo switch. Oh and, snap. Oh snap. And <laughs> I, um, I thought that this was already announced. I don't know. I mean, it's coming April 30th, but I had heard that there was a Pokemon Snap game in development. Maybe I dreamed this and, or I'm psychic or something, but... Well, the only thing that I've seen about it 
And I'm kind of quickly like scrubbing through the video here. Yeah. The only thing that I remember hearing about it is people's desire for one to exist. Yeah. And that's all. But man, this looks cute. <laughs> and there, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. There is a Wii version of the original, I believe, right? Is there? And Well, okay, I know it's on virtual console, but I remember thinking that it was one of those like new play control experiences where you could actually use the Wiimote as pointing controls maybe i'm making stuff no idea up, probably i'm probably no, I mean, no you, you could up, be but. you could be 100 percent correct um i just wasn't i didn't have my wii for a majority of the time that the wii was a modern console yeah i maybe this might have even been wii u I'm gonna do some research, but anyway, it looks um, could be maybe Wii U because I know that they did they did a release like that for Duck Hunt on the Wii U. I see, where you could use the 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 pointer for the Wii remote. Yeah. Now, I so for the original Pokemon Snap, I think I was kind of as a kid disappointed in the number of Pokemon that were in the game because I think there were 90. You know, it wasn't your full 150. And the game also seemed pretty short. I mean, it was definitely harder to, you had to sort of, you know, work it out to get to 100%. Um, the on rails thing, you know, you got to get over the on rails experience. Go ahead. I, also, I've never played Pokemon <gasps> Snap. Whoa. Because again, this was, this was during the era of me that Pokemon was for babies. Yeah. So. Shoot, we, we might have to play that. That might be a future episode. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, it's it's an on-rails shooter without shooting. It's an on-rails photography game. Well, so it's also called shooting. Yeah. You, yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're shooting with a camera. <laughs> exactly. So... Um, it, you know, the graphics, it looks like pretty. And, and that, that was another thing as I, I think that the original Pokemon Snap kind of pushed the boundaries of the N64 because it was an on-rail sort of experience. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe the this one will do the same. So, uh, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out. Because I've, I've only heard people, like, love Pokemon Snap. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia associated with But, I mean, I don't know. I think it worked out. It was pretty good for the time. So, well, maybe we should do it as an episode. No, we are. Yeah, we're we're going to. That's going to come. Maybe before this one releases or something like that. So, yeah, but, uh, we we got a little bit of time for that. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty short game too. So, I is cool, it uh cool. is it time to get in the time machine? Does time to travel time? <laughs> All right, so let's get in that time machine. All right, we have arrived, and it is November 17th, 1997, and wait a second, on a nearby radio, ah, I hear Candle in the Wind, Something About the Way You Look Tonight by Elton John, that, uh, that lovely and sad song about Princess Diana. Mm. Um, also, now that we're here in 1997, so movies like Starship Troopers, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and Alien Resurrection were just released a couple of weeks ago prior to the release of Parappa the Rapper. Wow. Also, Titanic 
released the day after Parappa the Rapper. And actually, I'm going to back up a second. (laughs) (laughs) So when Alien Resurrection released, like, you know, a week ago, um, I went to go see it in the theater with my dad. But since I hadn't seen Alien, Aliens, or Alien 3, we watched all three of those movies in the same day and went and saw Alien Resurrection. Wow. So had I had quite a weekend last weekend here in 1997 <laughs> um, <laughs> so that I could go see Alien Resurrection. Um, so yeah, so Titanic released the very next day. Uh, King of the Hill started screening in Australia for the first time on Seven Network. And I know that we are a U.S.-based show, but hey, I've seen we have a couple folks that listen to us in Australia. Thanks for listening. Um, Also, during a pay-per-view broadcast of the, let's see, WWF uh, Survivor Series, the then WWF, so I guess the now WWF champion, Bret Hart, loses his title to Shawn Michaels. The finish is mired in controversy when the WWF chairman, Vince McMahon, who had been sitting at ringside, orders Earl Hebner, I'm guessing is his name, uh, the assigned referee to end the match as Michaels is holding, wait, holding Hart in Hart's own finishing maneuver, the sharpshooter. Even though Hart had not submitted, the incident becomes the most or it becomes, uh, becomes known as the Montreal screw job and will mark the final appearance of Hart on WWE television until 2020. Wow. Until 2010. To 2010. 2010, <laughs> not 2020. I got 2020 on the brain. Yeah, it's all um, good. Yeah, I thought that was a, a fun thing from this month. And notable music album releases this month include Jay-Z, In My Lifetime, Volume 1, Metallica's Reload, which I was super into at that time. Uh, Sorry, at this time. Shania Twain's Come On Over, Will Smith's Big Willie Style. Oh my God, that's such a fun record. Uh, Spice Girl's Spice World. Man, this is a great month for music. Yeah, God. (laughs) And actually one of the best... Like, for real, one of the best records to come out of this month, in my opinion. Del the Funky Homo Sapiens, Future Development. Oh, that's a good record. Uh, also, we got some Kylie Minogue, Impossible Princess, Natalie Imbruglia's Left of Middle, and lastly, The Prodigy with Smack My Bitch Up. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting flashbacks, like crazy flashbacks during this time. Yeah, yeah man. S- seeing the PlayStation, good, like... Good <laughs> I can, I'm there. I can, I can almost see it, you know, <laughs> like, ah, yes. So, um, again, we're talking about Parappa the Rapper for the PlayStation. I'm not going to give it a number because it didn't have a number. It is just the PlayStation. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some of the history of Parappa. Um, let's see, I'm going to do history. That's right. I remember how we're doing this. Um, so the game was designed by Masaya Matsura, who at the time was a musician in the band. Now I'm not gonna—I don't know if I'm gonna say this right, but Psy dot S or P S Y period S. <laughs> I don't know. Or size. 
Could be. Anyway, Matsuda hated appearing in music videos and began working on interactive software as an alternative outlet. Game development started in 1994, uh, before the release of the PlayStation. So let's see. At this time, Sony was attempting to produce as many games as they could, uh, which were worked on in two divisions, one of which worked on popular genres and another, internally known as Division Zero, according to artist Rodney Greenfield, just did whatever, (laughs) and Parappa was a product of the latter. I would definitely say this is a whatever category of game. Yeah. That's um, a genre that's that so not cool. Exist. That's so cool that they that they did that. So let's see. Greenblatt got involved with the project after uh, SCE producers suggested that he. So SCE, I'm assuming, is Soda Computer Entertainment. Yeah. Producers suggested that he and Matsuro work together uh, after they both expressed interest in working on the or sorry with the PlayStation console. Greenblatt had already worked with other divisions within Sony and was fairly popular in Japan, particularly for his CD-ROM. Dazzleoids. <laughs> On his website, Greenblatt remembers the idea to make the characters uh, flat was Matsuda's idea. And after creating a mock-up with characters from Greenblatt's Dazzleoids CD-ROM, uh, the, the game's title's wordplay referencing the flat characters. Parappa is a variant of Japanese word for paper thin. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, the paper thin wrapper. Uh, after deciding on, uh, sorry, after deciding on designing a music game, Matsuda went through multiple ideas, such as having a game centered around singing or playing the guitar. Matsuda was particularly particularly inspired uh, by the musical practice of sampling and claimed that the most interesting thing about sampling was people's voices, and thus wanted to create a music game using actual voices and, by extension, one based around rap. By the time Greenblatt began working on the game. Uh, the basic structure of the game had formed. Greenblatt would create the characters based on outlines created by Matsuda. Several of the main characters were already designed and owned by Greenblatt, including PJ Barry and Katie Cat. One of the first designs Greenblatt created specifically for the game was that of the main character, Parappa, who initially took the form of a shrimp. Occasionally, Greenblatt's design ideas would cause the game's story to change. For example, for example, after Greenblatt came up with the idea of an onion for the karate teacher uh, character, the idea was changed to make him an onion master. The game's soundtrack was made using samplers rather than MIDI synthesizers, which were common around that time. Initially, all of the teacher's songs used sampled vocals, uh, uh, wait, sorry, use sampled vocals. This could, however, not be in the final game and were redone while maintaining the concept of each tune. The lyrics were written in Japanese by Matsuda and then translated by rapper uh, Ryu Watabe while he was freestyling. All of the music was recorded in a studio in New York. The game is also one of the first, on the, or sorry, one of the first PlayStation games to use in motion, sorry, in game motion capture in order to portray more realistic character movement. That's funny at the fact that they're paper thin characters in a 3D world, but they some of the dancing looks like dancing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Promotion for the game proved to be somewhat of a problem. Prior to Parappa, there had been no similar games. It's totally true. uh, And the game struggled with what genre to market the game as. Many staff members at Sony felt Parappa did not qualify as a game, and Matsuda himself recalls initially... Uh, being unsure as well. The game, however, eventually became massively successful, or sorry, became massively successful, which prompted 
SCEA, Sony Computer Entertainment America, despite having a strict policy against 2D games uh, to release the game in North America. According to Greenblatt, however, SCEA did not know how to market the game and aimed its marketing primarily at children, a demographic he noted would have trouble completing the game. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's totally true. And yeah. I remember at the time, actually, you know, as 3D games were coming out, to see a, a 2D game um, did bother me. You know, like it, it was just like I was yeah, trying like, to avoid this. Those. Is old. What are you talking about? Like the the all the games are supposed to be 3D now. Yeah, exactly. The games are supposed to, you know, I, I always felt like a cop-out going backwards. But um, but th- this game, I didn't feel that way. Um, so yeah. we'll talk about my take a little bit later. But um, so as far as how Parappa the Rapper was received, Parappa the Rapper sold 761,000 copies uh, in Japan. Actually, probably more like 762,000. I'm going to round up there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> copies in japan by 1997 making it the seventh best-selling game of the year in that region in it's not May- bad for coming out oh wait it nope. came out earlier in the year in japan than it did in the u.s yeah um in may 1998 sony awarded the game a platinum prize for sales above 1 million units in Jap- japan alone so that, that i would say it's pretty good um as of just uh, 26th of December 2004, the original version of the game has sold 937,976 copies in Japan, while its uh, PlayStation The Best re-release sold 306,000 copies, meaning it had sold nearly 1.4 million copies in total. Fear. Checking the math. <laughs> uh, critics hailed Parappa the Rapper as a unique game with irresistibly catchy songs. I agree with that. Um, uh, let's see. Dan Shu. Shu. That's yeah. how you sp- Yeah, HSU. Shu of uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly commented, several of the tunes are so catchy you'll be singing them for days. Uh, Shu also uh, made it um, his pick for Sleeper Hit of the Holidays. IGN wrote, while the words may seem a little strange, uh, this just adds to the quirky nature of the game. That's an interesting word. <laughs> um, the music is top-notch as well. GamePro concurred. The melodies are funk phenomenons, uh, and the raps are so silly, they'll make you laugh in spite of yourself. Uh, the graphics and animation were also widely praised. Games. Bot remarked, all of Parappa's characters are comically animated paper dolls moving against 3D uh, backdrops. A simplistic, charming visual design that would never have worked, but for the game's theme and some brilliant camera motion. Uh, multiple critics also commented on the well-crafted story and charming uh, title character, Next Generation summarized that the game is so well produced and carried out that you won't even notice that the gameplay itself is based on the most primitive of concepts. Uh, simply put, style over substance has never been better done in Parappa. Uh, the one common criticism was that the game is too short. Sure. Um, at the annual Interactive Achievement Awards, noun now known as the Dice Awards in 1998, Parappa the Rapper won uh, the awards for Outstanding Achievement in Interactive Design and 
Outstanding Achievement in Sound and Music. Uh, was nominated for Interactive Title of the Year in the final issue of the UK PlayStation Magazine. The game was chosen as the third best game of all time. Woo! <laughs> Game's got legs. Um, in 1997, Next Generation listed Parappa the Rapper as number 36 on their top 50 games of all time, commenting that Parappa has to be played to truly understand how wonderful it is. And it appeals to both young, old men and women, hardcore gamers, and people who have never held a controller in their lives. Um, Parappa the Rapper Remastered received mixed or average reviews. It was praised for keeping the charm of the original game while improving on the graphical quality, but was criticized for only improving the graphics of the gameplay and not the cutscenes. Uh, Caitlin Cook of Destructoid wrote, the remastered version does not include a calibration setting. This works very much against Parappa's favor as there are is a, an extremely noticeable lag throughout each level, causing havoc when trying to hit the notes on time. Stuart Andrews of the Trusted Reviews wrote, I love Parappa and his I gotta believe attitude, but his early rhythm action game no longer holds up. Sad. Let's let's see if we agree with that sentiment later. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, then just general overview of Parappa. Uh, so Parappa the Rapper is a rhythm game, which or sorry, in which the main character, Parappa, must make his way through each of the game's six stages by rapping. Uh, as the teacher raps, a bar at the top of the screen will appear, showing symbols that match up to the teacher's lyrics. The player must make Parappa rap in response to the teacher by pressing the buttons with the correct timing to match the teacher's line. During, uh, during gameplay, a you rappin' meter determines the player's performance, ranking it either as awful, bad, good, or cool. By consistently staying on beat, players will stay in the good ranking area. If a player performs a bad line, lower ranking will flash. And if the player performs badly twice in a row, they'll drop down to bad, followed by awful. To regain a higher ranking, the good ranking, sorry, uh, to regain a higher ranking, the player must play well twice in a row to move up a rank. To clear a stage, the player must have a good ranking by the end of the song. If the player ends the song on a bad or awful ranking, or drops below awful at any point in the song, it will fail the song and have to start over. Uh, after the game has been cleared once, the player can attempt to achieve a cool ranking. This is achieved by a freestyle or freestyling in a manner different from the predetermined lyric. If the player performs a successfully impressive freestyle with the cool or when the cool rank is flashing, they will enter cool mode. In this mode, the teacher will leave the stage, allowing the player to rap freely and earn some large points. Uh, in, if the freestyling fails to impress twice in a row, the teacher will return, the gameplay will resume in the good ranking. Uh, ending the stage with a cool rank often results in a special level ending, uh, and clearing all stages on cool mode unlocks a bonus mode with Katie the Cat and Sunny Funny. I should have read this earlier. <laughs> yeah. Rank changing aspects uh, of a level are only apparent during the first, sorry, during the first of every two lines. Uh, if the player successfully times the first line of a pair but fails the second, the rank meter will not blink bad or awful. Likewise, 
once the game has been cleared, a good play is only necessary on the first of every two lines uh, to be able to get cool mode on the second line. So, man, I really did myself a disservice here. Yeah, well, I mean, the game also didn't explain this stuff to you. Oh, no, it doesn't explain it it at all. It just sort of thrusts you into it, and you have to sort of figure it out. Um, Yeah. I I, um, personally, like, I, I had a demo disc from you know that's that's how i played this game originally i didn't own the original game ever um i i thought we i i definitely liked it because it was the onion master level and yeah so we had a we had a lot of fun uh playing that um were you gonna say something else also uh no i wanted to give you an opportunity to yeah to to say your stuff here yeah so i played on ps4 um which was actually kind of funny uh because like we had talked about um in sort of the reception is that you know the cutscenes have not been remastered so you get like a little maybe 720p size window um right in the middle of your you know 4k tv that that might even be generous (laughs) yeah it's exactly so (laughs) That's the thing is for a lot of this stuff, you need to have the original assets if you're going to try and remaster things like cutscenes. Um, I'm guessing they didn't. So they probably ran it through an upscaler and sort of cleaned it up the best that they could. But yeah, probably. Um, it, it, uh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it doesn't look great. But then when you get into gameplay and you see like the sort of tile of icons so that loads in, yeah, it's super crisp and it, it's one of those situations to where you're like, if you played the original, you're like, yes, this is exactly what the original looked like when I played it back in 1997 or 1998. Yep. <laughs> so that's the it, way that's the way I remember it looking. Yeah. So the nostalgia filter holds up. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it totally looks fine. I know it's not like, I don't think there's, you know, I have a PS4 pro. I don't think it's doing native 4k or anything wild like that, but it looks pretty sharp. I would say, um, playing it. Um, I agree kind of with the, with kind of what we were saying. The soundtrack is great in the reception. It feels like something that has come out in the nineties, but it's like, doesn't feel far from what you would have heard on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> like it, like the production quality is really good. I'm wondering like where the, where the act was the actual game, like the lyrics in Japanese when, this released in Japan or what did they have an English voice actor like going through the lines? I have no, I wonder. I think even the Japanese releases in English. So that would make sense just because of the way sort of the rhymes work and um, you know, kind of whatever, but it just doesn't seem like, uh, it doesn't seem like this would translate to Japanese language, but uh, I don't know, you know, uh, English has a, sort of unique quality of, of rhyming, you know, <laughs> things or, um, the, uh, so I would say the gameplay does, it, it does sort of feel dated, you know, after, after playing something like rock bands, which, or, and guitar hero, which kind of borrows from this style really. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 you know, one of the first, rhythm games yeah and it definitely you know like there's a sort of a gauge on how you're when you start playing poorly your ranking goes down the level sort of changes the the instructor kind of gets mad the music sort of changes it's like yeah 
um, it definitely takes on a different tone, but then as you play better, it sort of softens and goes back to, but yeah, well, and, and more than the, like the audio changing, which it does yeah. the what's actually happening on screen changes too. Like yeah. if you're playing better or worse, like it'll like there, the, the teacher's expressions all change. Uh-huh. And uh, when you're in the awful part and it's like, like, oh my keeps god making that awful noise over and over again i'm like just get me out uh, of the awful uh, area yeah i know yeah. I, I it's so distracting to listen to that horn you know and i i thought that's what kind of made you know that particular level which we'll talk about but uh it's it's it, much worse i was like man you don't have to kick sand in my face while trying to <laughs> um but uh but yeah and no tutorial um it's just, but you just kind of figure it out. And yeah, which is, that's true. It's funny. I almost corrected you, but no, the the original Parappa doesn't. Parappa two has a tutorial, but yeah. uh, the first game doesn't. Yeah, and it it uh, so but I kind of like it in a way because you have to like figure it out. It doesn't tell you precisely when the timing is supposed to be right. Um, I think having played through almost the entire game. <laughs> It, uh, I still don't know what the timing is exactly, but you just kind of wing it. I don't Uh, even know if it's consistent in each level. Like, I I think the timing is a little bit different in every level. Yeah. I might be wrong, but it feels different. That's, that's definitely how it felt for me. I might be wrong also. Um, but, and, you know, having to listen, particularly the last level where the song doesn't really get hard until about two minutes in. So until like the very end of it, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of hard. It's kind of why I stopped playing the game. Actually, at some point I was like, I just don't want to hear the song anymore. I don't want to listen to it. I mean, it was good, you know, the first couple of times, but I'm like kind of over it. Turn the page, you know, <laughs> turn the page wash your hands <laughs> exactly <laughs> um all right well for me um so for the show i played it all the way through on the ps4 played it all the way through on the vita wow. and could not quite well and also vita being the psp version but i could not quite make it all the way through uh the ps1 version um the timing is different so I think the reason I was able to beat the PS4 and PSP versions were because I am 99% sure that the version that the PS4 is based off of is the PSP version. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw in the credits of when I beat the PS4 version, it was saying, like, copyright 2006, like, PSP. I'm pretty sure was there, or 2004 or something. Um so yeah, so I think the timing is the same on those. And when looking online to see like what's the easiest version of the game to play, people still say technically the original PlayStation release is the easiest. The PSP version is the hardest. Wow. And the uh, the PS4 version is somewhere in between. Um I would maybe agree with that, but I think I think I just got so used to the timing of the PS4 and PSP versions that the PS1 timing is wildly different. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that I had 
like the only level that I had zero problems completing was the first level with the onion master. Um, which I gotta say, I, I like, I love all the songs. <laughs> um, yeah. But let's see before, before I get too far ahead of myself. Um, so here in 1997, um, I rented this game first. Well, actually I'm going to back up. I read about it in gaming magazines first and I had the official U.S. PlayStation Magazine demo disc. Apparently, it was the very first demo disc they released. Oh, wow. um, it, it's from the October 1997 issue. Um, so that's on there, along with uh, Tomb Raider 2, NFL Game Day 98. Um, man, there were a couple of other... Oh, Fighting Force was on that disc. Um I only know this because I looked it up to figure out which magazine I got the demo disc from. And then I saw somebody, somebody's video of like playing all of the demos and showing the main screen. Anyway, I actually think I still have that disc somewhere right behind me. Um, (laughs) Anyway. So yeah, played it there first, loved it. Like absolutely was in love with the game. Um, Rented it from the local video store that was closest to my cousin's house. And I had my PS uh, I was going to say my PS4. No, I had my PlayStation over at his house um, that weekend, and we played Parappa the Rapper and got all the way through it in that two-day rental period. Um, and so the stuff about the the rapping cool, uh, like right before we started recording, I was talking about how like I was really frustrated at the fact that I couldn't get back to the rap and cool. So you sent me the video and I started watching through it and it brought back a flood of memories because I was like, wait a second. I did this like back, like way back when, like here in 1997 or maybe even in 1998 where I, like I, I did not remember now that you have to do a full playthrough before you can do the, the rap and cool and get all that other special stuff that uh, we had talked about. So yeah, it was crazy watching the video going like, Oh my God, I do remember that. Cause I, and, and the funny thing is I still have the muscle memory of trying to do the, uh, the cool rapping. And I've just been like, I was so curious, like, how come I can't get better than good? <laughs> like, like, I know that I've done this before, but why can I not surpass good anymore? Like, I feel like I'm doing the, the same things. Well, it's because I played through it all the way on the PS4, switched platforms, played all the way through on the Vita, switched platforms, and then tried to play all the way through on the PS1. So I never went back to play again. So that was was where I fell short and did not actually get to do the the rap and cool stuff this time around. But now I want to do it again. Now I want to go back and play some more. Um, So let's see. Also, actually, I'm not going to talk about that thing yet. We'll talk about it in a rapid fire. So, just really quick, I wanted to yes, say please. that demo disc was like packed. Like there was, um, I was just looking it up. There, they had Intelligent Cube on there. Yes, Armored right. Core, Cool Borders Two, Crash cool Bandicoot Borders, <laughs> Crash Bandicoot Two. There was a video trailer of Gran Turismo, Jet Moto Two, NFL Game Day, like you said, NHL Face Off, Star Wars Masters. 
and Gex Enter the Gecko. So Gex 2. So, oh, that was also a video trailer. Okay. But I just had to get that out there. That's, yeah. That was quite the demo disc. That's Man, incredible. demo discs. That's a, that's a thing that if you showed it to a kid now, they'd be like, what is this? <laughs> like, wait, you could only play... Oh, actually, never mind. I don't know. I'm going to get into a weird thing and sound like a weird old man or something. Um, okay. So uh, really, I think the characters are a lot of fun, especially the teachers. Um, I I love Onion Master. Like, it's it's probably because I've played that first level. I don't know how many times because of that demo disc. Um, and then after the demo disc not being that good, at the game sometimes. Well, I don't know. Actually, I guess when I rented it, I, I did get all the way through. So never mind. But the demo disc is the reason that I played that game or like played that level a lot. But I also really like, and I don't know his name, but the guy from the flea market um, on the third level, like I love that level so much. Um, I don't know. I love a lot of the levels. Uh, there's only one in particular that I'm not so fond of. Uh, because it's very, very difficult. Um, but yeah, the soundtrack I think is really awesome. Like they like was called out in the the section that we were reading from Wikipedia. Um, and yeah, like the the music has been stuck in my head since 1997. <laughs> so like I find myself just like periodically like getting especially onion masters song um running through my head periodically um and this has been one of my favorite games that i feel like almost nobody i know has played like when i talk about this game people are like oh yeah like either they haven't heard of it or they have only heard of it and not played it um but i do think it's cool that you also had the same demo disc as me and you were playing it as well um yeah. So let's see. Shall we? Should we talk about what our favorite level is? Uh, well, are you being a little bit sarcastic when you say our favorite level? No, because then okay. I put worst level oh. at, the, at the bottom. Jeez. I realized I wanted to specifically call out the level that, even though, like, I like the song. Yeah. It's just so frustrating. Well. Um, yeah, we'll talk about our favorite level. I just have to, I'm going to, I pulled up the names of these teachers. So I'm oh, just going to read them off. So, um, so Chop Chop Master Onion, which yes. it's an awesome name. Uh, <laughs> Instructor Mussolini, which is, a, which is <laughs> an amazing. Oh man, I didn't know that. Which uh, that might be. She's a moose. Yes, exactly. And also a driving instructor, which that when we talk about our favorite level, that one might be <laughs> one of my favorite level. I didn't enjoy that one. It was hard, but I, I enjoyed yeah, it. It's good. Uh, Prince Flea Swallow. So, oh, that's the, that's the, uh, the guy, the, the frog guy from the third level. Yes. And, uh, you know, flea swallow, that's almost like flea market, maybe eats fleas because he's a frog. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's um, selling at the flea market. And then uh, cheap, cheap, the chicken. Yes. You beef jerky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, finally, MC King Kong Mushi is the, is the sort of cockroach looking 
oh, character yeah. at the end. So I, I assumed he was a beetle or a roach just because he has like forearms. But uh, anyway, those are the instructor names. I kind of like how they follow you around, um, you know, like throughout the game, like there's a incident with the bathroom. Um, yeah. Also, Parappa's friends are also, they're also real interesting too. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And like Joe Chin showing Joe Chin. up. Which and I guess just, <laughs> never had a chance with Sonny, but thought that he did. And yeah. And he's just like so confident about everything and his <laughs> like crazy car. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I do think that it's really funny that the premise of this game is Parappa just wants to date. Sunny, and it's him. I guess just saying, I gotta believe to believe in himself, um, yes. so that he can, so that he can win Sunny's affection with his rap, basically. And, he and PJ, that he, oh yeah, sorry, please. I was just gonna say, and PJ Barry just seems to eat everything all the time like yeah that bear <laughs> yeah exactly anyway just yeah so i mean it he's he keeps trying to do things to to win sunny's favor and joe chin keeps showing up and being obnoxious and getting in the way um so then Prappa's like all right well maybe if i had if i could drive and i could take soul to the beach maybe sunny would like me so that's that second level and he's with the driving instructor and i think it's so funny that as soon as that's done there's that video cut scene with Parappa's dad. He's like, Parappa, what are you doing with my car? You've only had your license for 10 minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just like, I'm taking this in my car, dad. So Yeah, and then he goes down to the flea market so he can get a job. Like Parappa's, <laughs> he's trying to, uh, you know, he's trying to get his license, trying to get a job so he can get some money and then uh, get a cake to show his love for Penny and, or no, not Penny. Sunny, sunny. Why did I say penny? Um, yeah, tries to get the cake and then destroys the cake and then has to bake his own cake. And that's where he comes in with uh, cheap, cheap. Um, and then after that, oh, yeah. Oh, and that's right. And then they go out on their date and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and this brings me to what I think is the funniest level. So they're out on the date and he keeps stuffing his face with food and then they're hanging out still. And then they, there's whatever weird animation that cuts to the inside of Parappa's body. And it's just like, and like weird noises. And it's like a a cartoonish X-ray where it shows his intestines sort of like needing to drain or something. Yeah. And so I, I love that scene because he's like, he's basically panicked that he's going to poop his pants. Yeah. Like, he's dangerously close to crapping himself. It's a very relatable problem. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> they're they're driving back from their picnic. And also what's so funny to me is Sonny keeps looking at Parappa and is like, oh, he looks so manly. I've never seen him look this way. And it's the horrible face that Parap is making because he's thinking he's going to crap himself. Yeah, and he's kind of largely ignoring her too, which is kind of like a funny thing. Like, he's just like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, Sonny. And he's like, yeah, like, totally, like the, <laughs> he's 
totally like blowing her off and like not caring. And that's, and that's when she's more attracted to him, of course. Yes. So yeah. So then that takes us to where he stops at the gas station and then Parappa meets up with all of the other teachers and basically has to wrap his like rap battle his way to the front of the line so that he doesn't poop himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's the most ridiculous concept for a level of a video game and also a major plot point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's, that's pretty much almost the whole story, which you just talked about there too. So basically, and then though in the same thing. So once, once you, you finish your rap battle, and you can go relieve yourself before all of your teachers. You come back in the car and you're really relieved. And then Sonny again is like, oh, I guess he's the same old Parappa now. I don't know what happened. Like I miss my really manly, like whatever, about to crap himself Parappa. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And uh, Parappa's voice too, I thought was funny because it almost reminded me of like a, like almost like a Cheech impression, but it like, with a pitch of sounding kind of like Michael Jackson, I thought was kind of funny. Um, so to me, there are a lot of parallels with this game in my mind to the cartoon Doug. Oh, For some okay. reason, this game just felt like Sony's musical version of the, the, the cartoon Doug. Yeah, because he has like these, a lot of his, uh, the plot is sort of played out through these sort of imagination sequences that he has. Yeah. Like this very powerful imagination. Um, that he yeah, has. and the way that he's like fawning over Sonny makes me think of the way that Doug's like, oh, Patty Mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, which the character <laughs> kind of has some similarities, Sonny, to Patty yeah. Mayonnaise just being a sort of bright and... <laughs> yeah. So anyway. That's... Bright and upbeat character. So okay, worst level. What it was? I'm what sorry. Is- I was, yeah. Wait. Um, for worst level is the cheap, cheap kitchen. I mean, the it just because so frustrating. Yeah, and and I I think the 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 worst part is just sort of this um, how it opens. You have to sort of listen to the the rap that you and it's it's kind of it's very interesting. The lines like it just starts they start rattling off about like stress comes every single day. Stress comes in every way. I ain't got no time for nobody. My style is hip. Something dope, rich, dope flow in which no wait. And dope fat in which yes, we'll make a cake today. We're going to bake a cake today. Yes, that's right. Crack, crack, crack the eggs into the bowls. Yeah. So those three line, it almost says like a, it's almost like a haiku. (laughs) Like in the beginning, yeah. like, you know, it's not, but it's like, it's almost like a poem and it just doesn't, it almost, part of it rhymes, but also totally doesn't. Yeah. So that, and the that timing little, like changes too. Yes. And so that was a little frustrating to me um, just to have to listen to that every time. I probably listened to it to about 30 times trying to beat this level. Dude, I um, don't, uh, between all three versions trying to get through that level, I I had to have attempted that level over a hundred times. Wow! Like, I kid you not. <laughs> so 
So, I mean, the timing is interesting because um, kind of what I found that works for me is that you should be pressing the button before it's sort of highlighted. You should be releasing the button when it's highlighted. That seemed to work for me. Um, But I also tried the thing where I don't listen to the button prompts at all. And I just listen to when the timing of the instructor said things that also totally didn't work. That was like way off. That did work for me on the original PS1 version. Okay. Like I, I had to stop looking at the visual prompts other than to look at it and see, okay, I know that I'm going to need to press like triangle three times, square five times, and then like R two times or whatever it is. And I just had to listen and not watch the screen. That was how I actually got through the cheap, cheap level. Uh, at least on the PS1. So I'm I'm stuck on the bathroom level of the PS1 right oh, now. Oh, wow. That's That was like the one that I've, completed like first try like yeah so on on the on the ps4 and psp releases of it yeah first like first try got through it no problem ps1 i'm totally stuck on it (laughs) wow it's it's been frustrating like there's there it, it really is very different the timing uh between those releases like i i really do feel like the the ps4 and psp versions are identical I kind of want to play Parappa the Rapper 2 now. Maybe I'm Jammer Lemmy just because. Yeah, they're, they're fun. Like they're like it. The, I spoiler alert also did go back and play these games as well. Cause I was like, Oh, I already have the stuff out and I kind of want to play more rhythm games. Um, and I did play another rhythm game that I will talk about later as well that I'm really enjoying. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. So worst level, I'm I'm in agreement. Well, I guess worst in the fact that it is so incredibly difficult is the cheap cheap level. Yeah, um, that's the final boss right there. <laughs> basically, um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's even even though the the level itself is really difficult, I do like that song and I different like it, well. Different from your experience, I never got sick of any of the music, even when I had to play a level over and 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 over again. Yeah. It was just, I just got frustrated with the game because of whatever stupid timing rule that I was not following properly that I couldn't figure out for a while. I felt bad because there were others in the room that had to listen to this on the TV. Ah. So where if I was playing alone, I probably wouldn't have been so critical of it, but um. you know, I, I do understand that because I, the, the first time I played the PS4 version, um, wait, no, I did only play it through once. Um, when I played the PS4 version through, I did it in the living room and my partner was in the room because I kind of wanted to share this game with her. (laughs) Um, though she's not really into games I'm like well she likes music this is a musical game maybe she'll think it's interesting um so yeah like i like i do know what you're talking about there i was like crap if i don't beat this level soon she's gonna be like are you done <laughs> yeah could you like put a screwdriver in that thing <laughs> like yeah something. yeah but yeah i still even even though <laughs> i'm still so frustrated by the cheap cheap level overall um and really think that that level specifically is just broken mm-hmm. um 
I still think the game is great. Like, I think it's a, a wonderful birth of a genre or something. I don't know if it's truly the birth of a genre, but um, I don't know. It's, it's very unique. And well, it was especially unique for the time it came out. And it's like what you were talking about with the development. It was definitely a, a time when Sony was like literally that, you know, that whatever sort of time period, like there were, Sony was yeah. doing things here that was just like, just strange, just weird. No one had ever done before. Um, kind of challenged a lot of the, you know, tropes that we had kind of learned up to that point. So, and I think, you know, very successfully here. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a, a, a great example of just something totally weird uh, that ended up really sticking and being successful. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Parappa is like my favorite PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I could definitely see that. I'm also saying that without really thinking about it thinking a about lot. Because yeah. <laughs> I I might be able to contradict myself, but maybe not. I do really, really uh like Parappa, the character and the series of games. Um I think it'd be fun to see Ooh, it'd be fun to see a new Parappa come to the PS5 or something. Actually, you know what? I'm not buying a PS5 until there's a new Parappa. That's it. <laughs> Careful. That's it. Sony, you're not getting my money <laughs> until there's a new Parappa. I'm probably lying right now, but yeah. But it's fun to say. Um, all right. Well, do we have anything else we want to talk about, uh, Parappa, or anything else here when we're in 1997? I, I think uh, I think I'm ready to go back to the future. All right. Well, then let's let's uh, get in that time machine and let's head on back to 2021. So, all right, we're stepping on in. All right, we have arrived. It is again. January the 15th, 2021, we are back in modern day. And I don't know, actually, never mind. I don't have anything to say about modern day. Why don't we just talk about what we've been playing? Sure. Uh, Um, Do you you want to kick it off since you've got quite a list here? I guess so. I've been talking a lot. I'm not going to say a lot about these because it's stuff that's recurring. Um, But mainstays of course are uh, been playing some overwatch to nobody's surprise uh still been continuing on a little bit with animal crossing new horizons uh, i've fallen off a little bit in the last week or so actually um also played more of uh link's awakening on the switch um and let's see if there's another quick one actually you know what i'll throw parappa the rapper 2 in there right now so um as i mentioned i did play some Parappa the Rapper 2. Um, there is like the first the first song there in the first level is also with Onion Master. And it's sensual karate. Dude, the music in this is also killer. Like oh, it's, okay. it's good. Um, the game feels harder to me than oh. Uh, than Parappa, but I think it's, I wonder if it's just because it has its own timing and I'm trying to play it with the same timing as the original game. Yeah, Uh, that's a little scary. There's something that's a little bit off. So 
Actually, I wonder if it would be, I wonder if it'd be any better playing the version that was released on the PS4. So it is a PS2 classic release on the PS4. I was playing my disc copy uh, mm. on my PS2. Um, so I don't know. There could be some input lag stuff that's going on because I'm, I'm also, a, I'm not playing it on a CRT, um, yeah. which the, the first per Apple would probably also be easier. Um, I'm just going to guess playing it on a CRT instead of a um, a fancy 4K TV. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the input lag is on CRTs, but I always hear that it's none. like none basically. It is not, there isn't not existent. So that's what a what a great demise that was for HDMI and sort of that all digital input. So. Yeah. But let's see. I'll or I don't know. Do you want me to keep going with a couple of these? Because like I said, I did play a lot of things. Um, <laughs> it's also perhaps is a short game. I mean, I might as well get my sort of Overwatch out of the way also, yeah. since you kind of mentioned um, it's a mainstay. Um, anything, did, did anything new happen in our Overwatch world? Something interesting? Or, I mean, uh, I, I played as Sigma for the first time. So that was interesting. We were successful. We won a game, I think, with playing. Oh, Sigma. yeah. So that's right. Cause we, we just played the other day and we actually did really well for a change. Yeah. I wonder what'll happen next time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for a little while, I think we, it's, it felt like we were in a slump and we just were like on a massive losing streak. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had a pretty good night the other night. Maybe we, maybe we're just losers. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. You gotta believe. <laughs> you gotta believe. You gotta believe. <laughs> Great um, words to live by. Yeah, Exactly. Um, if, Wait a second! You didn't put something on here that we both played together. Uh, yeah. So that's the. I mean, it, I guess it was sort of brief. Um, but we it played was brief. VR. Um, but yeah, but it was fun. It was fun until sadly you felt motion sick. Yeah, that's. It's just. It's going to be practice. But I. I think what I might try is instead of doing, um, so we, we played Pavlov VR and we had fun. It was ridiculous. I was laughing <laughs> like silly. And, yes. See, um, now, now you get, <laughs> now you get what I was talking about. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, it was really silly, but it's, yeah, at some point I, got, I just got motion sick. We played probably for like maybe 40 minutes. Yeah. Something know. like that. You snuck up on me right before, <laughs> right before the end of all, like, right, yeah, right before we finished, I was trying to come back to you. Yeah, I had to kill you and then leave, so <laughs> so I could be champion forever. But yeah, it was it was just a blast. I mean, we played um, the Dunder Mifflin Office, which yes. was fun. It was that really was. silly, and then uh, we also played the Crash Map from Call of Duty, made as made famous by yes, as made famous by Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. And it's it's just amazing how well it works. But I'm I'm thinking as I dive back into VR, I might take a step back from the room scale stuff and just try a seated experience. Okay. Um, just because I I kind of feel I call it the whoosh when you when you like sort of you take a step maybe backwards, but in game you're going forward and it yeah. feels very disorienting and you kind of just feel it in your stomach. You're like, oh boy, yeah, I don't want it. That. <laughs> it um, probably most consistently, if I go up or down unexpectedly, that is also uh, motion sick inducing. So, 
yeah, I felt I felt real crappy for like an hour or two after that. I I <laughs> couldn't play games at all for the rest of the day. I just uh, had to it's a bummer. watch TV. Yeah, it's just I I've totally been there though. Yeah, there. I think uh, I think Boneworks did that to me <laughs> the first couple times. Like, oh, that game made me so motion sick, and I've been lucky to not get motion sick a lot. Um, but that game did it to me. And also, like, trying to do a racing game kind of got me motion sick a little bit once. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, got to take this off immediately. <laughs> and I think we somewhere around here we have a small fan. You said that, that fan yes. trick would be yes. another thing. A fan, try. yeah, having a fan blowing air on you in the room helps. Um, being well hydrated helps. Uh, and then making sure that whatever space you're playing in isn't too warm. Yeah. Um, all, all of like those three things combined, then you're doing what you can to make sure you have the best possible experience. Um, I don't use a fan a hundred percent of the time, but if I if I'm gonna if I want to gear up for a long play session, then I definitely put a fan pointed at me in the room. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully more VR stuff to come. Um, yeah. Um, did you want to talk about anything else? Sure. Right. Um, uh, also uh, on the PS2, in addition to playing Parappa the Rapper 2, um, I played some Gitaru Man. <laughs> and that that is a lot of fun. Like, I forgot how fun that game is. It is. I played the PSP uh, guitar. Guitaru Man Lives. <laughs> There's a PSP release? Yeah. So there, there is a PSP specific version. Um, Ooh, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. I think yeah. that's one of the few UMDs I, I have. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, but yeah, Guitaru Man on the PS2. Phenomenal rhythm game. Um, it feels like it, it was born because of Parappa. Um, yes. I don't think that it's the same company that produced it or not, or sorry, developed it. Um, and, it, and it's also not, I mean, it's not exactly the same because obviously you're doing it with a guitar and um, even the way, like the prompts in which you're doing whatever rhythm, it's not the same as Parappa, which is a little bit refreshing to play something that's slightly different, even though it still feels very much in the same vein. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend checking out uh, Guitar Man on the PS2. Um, I I guess I could I could take a couple of these yeah. too. Some Go of these are gonna be fast. Um, I I started streaming. Um, yeah. A little bit. So I um, was going through. I, I used the capture card that you actually gave me. Um, yeah. And I I. Um, Put on stream. It also Sean was given t- to me. <laughs> yes, it was also given to you. It was a regift. Uh, <laughs> so it was uh, Shantae Half Genie Hero on the Switch, which um, I think originally came out on the Wii U um, and was eventually ported to the Switch later. Um, it's it's a good game. I've been playing through it for a while. Um, I started playing the first Shantae game was the uh, that I ever played was uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens, which is currently the newest game. So this would be the second newest because I just, the, the game does fan service. Like it, it introduced, it reintroduces characters that you've already seen and you're kind of expected to know who these characters are. So you, 
kind of start going backward. You like you want to go backwards and like learn this character's backstory. Like what's this character's deal? Like, why are they yeah. here? Um, so anyway, um, it's, it's a good game. I just, um, you know, and it's occasionally just like hard as nails platforming. Um, and with some like kind of pl- puzzle exploration sort of elements, but um, I played it on stream just because it seemed like something easy to pick up and um, easy to kind of talk about. So I played that for a little nice. bit. Um, I think I'm getting closer to the end. I have, I have no idea. Um, I'm on kind of a scavenger hunt because uh, a lot of times the progression of this level is you have to go back to levels that you played previously um, and using your sort of new powers um, and abilities, you kind of sort of come across things that were hidden there long before, you know, you're long after, I'm sorry, that were hidden in there the first time that you played there, but you couldn't inaccessible basically did the Metroidvania thing. So we'll just say that. Um, And then I also played some rocket league after that, just because I, wanted to play something else because I was stuck and <laughs> I didn't want to be stuck on stream for too long. So that's what uh, I played just to sort of finish off for maybe half an hour. I played rocket league. So nice. Um, Enough to get a few matches in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And mostly because I was successful. I lost a few too. So um, yeah, feel free. Cool. Yeah. I'll, um, throw out two things for the Sega 32X that I was playing. Uh, first being Doom, which... I So we already played Doom uh, for an episode of the show. I think it might have been episode eight. Um, and I did not play it then because I've not had... Like, I've, I've just needed one small cable... <laughs> Uh, for my Model 1 Genesis to the 32X to actually make the 32X work. Um, So I have that cable now and played some Doom. I got to say, it's a very playable version of Doom. Like, I'm impressed. Um, It's kind of made me want to go back and play Doom, like, on the Saturn uh, and on the Super Nintendo to just try out the different releases because now there, I think it was a digital, was it digital foundry or was it a different video that you shared with me of like the, the like worst to best ways to play doom. Yeah. Least playable to most playable. Wasn't the 32 X like towards the bottom of the list. Yeah. But if I remember right. Yeah. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, I I think um yeah it was definitely didn't score I mean, the it's, worst. It's, it's, it's not, not the Super like, Nintendo. It's not the yeah. Atari Jaguar, which um, and it's but, of course not as good as playing the P like the PC release. Yeah, but it exceeded my expectations. Like I almost played through the entire first section. Like I played, I think I completed five levels. Mm. Um, which was longer than I expected to play. At first, I was like, I'm just going to fire this up just to see like how bad this is and turn it off. And then I was having fun. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, well, I know how to play this game now, and this actually is running a lot better than I thought it would. Um, 
And since I still had the 32X uh, out connected to my Genesis, I also played Star Wars the Arcade Game. Um, and i got to say, graphically, it beats the pants off of something like Star Fox uh-huh. or the Super Nintendo, but it's not as fun as Star oh. Fox for the Super Nintendo. Um, frame rate's better, and like I said, it looks better, but I don't know. Maybe Maybe that's the nostalgia talking for me. For like about the first Star Fox, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like it, it like ah, I don't know. It's it's okay. It's it's an all right game. Um, don't rush out and buy a thirty two X specifically so you can play that game. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> you know? Just go down to your uh, KB Toys. And pick up your 32x. Just you know, yeah, hold on. Get, go get yeah. Go get that 32x on clearance at KB. Yes, there we um, go. Yeah, if KB still has them on clearance, go get one, and then go get Star Wars the Arcade Game for five bucks. Um, but don't don't go pay in full pop for it. Um, yeah, and then actually, oh wait, uh, I guess uh, I'll I'll say one more thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> And since I also had my PlayStation out, which I had pretty much, well, I have everything out all the time, I guess. Um, I really wanted to play something specifically on my PlayStation that was not Parappa. Um, So I decided to fire up Gran Turismo 2. And it was really fun to load one of my old saves. And like, I just was doing the arcade mode disc because there's two discs, there's arcade and simulation. So I just popped in the arcade disc and just did a couple like exhibition races and loaded cars from my garage. And normally when I play games like this, I don't care about getting the super fancy like supercars. Mm-hmm. Like they're all pretty much like class C vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was driving, let's see, or I was racing in my, I think it was a 96 Honda Prelude. Like that, that was one of my, like that car. And then I also had a 96 uh, VW Beetle. Um, wow the well those were my two most upgraded cars Uh so i did some races um in those vehicles in gran turismo 2 and had a blast like the soundtrack in that game so good um for it coming out on the original playstation the graphics still look really good to me yeah that game knowing that it's running off of that hardware like holy crap like It, I still think it's very impressive to this day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's, uh, there's, let's see, there was another one. Was it the, um, I've also heard the original uh, Ridge Racer is still really fun to play. Um, I have not really played that series very much. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I think I'm thinking of actually it was a PS2 game. Another thing I saw on on DF uh, Retro. So, what was that? R Type was that the one that was? Well, R Type is a uh, shoot 'em up. Okay, I'm gonna shut up because I'm not saying I'm rattling things off. So I saw something on the internet. Oh, no, Ridge Racer is definitely. Yeah, uh, I just, a PlayStation 
mm. um, racing game. Yeah, now it's going to bother me because... Um... Well then, while you do that and it's bothering you, um, then I'll talk about another thing. So I, the other day when I was wanting to play something online that was team-based, but I was like, I don't know if I want to do Overwatch that moment. Like for some reason, I just was feeling like changing it up and doing something different. I fired up Team Fortress 2 for the first time in a long time. Um, that's still a lot of fun. And it's largely populated by, like, kids, it seems. <laughs> um, or, I don't know, young adults. Uh, maybe not Maybe not so much kids. But, uh, I mean, the fact that it's free to play, I guess, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And the fact that it also came out in, uh, I think the beta was like 2007 or 6, um, which is when I first, whatever, whenever it came out in beta is when I first started playing uh, Team Fortress 2. So, um, yeah, it was just funny to me here to hear like all of the definitely a lot younger than me people on voice chat. Um, but I still have the chops to play the game. Like I was still getting the, like the top of my team in most of the games that I was playing. Um, and it was fun to play the soldier again. So, uh, flex that Pharah muscle a little bit, which when I play as Pharah, it's really me flexing my TF2 soldier muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Skills translate. I mean, you have to let me know when you play that because I would love to to experience that. And Oh, have you not played TF2? I mean, I have a little bit, but it just never like took off for me because oh, I just man. didn't understand the game. I think I was uh, playing some custom games, which is also like oh, deviates yeah. from the original. No, I was, so I, when I go back and I play, I do um, periodically capture the flag, but not a ton. Um, but basically payload, like, which is one of the main styles of Overwatch or cat points, which is like how Overwatch is played. Um, so like a lot of it, like there are other game modes that exist, but those are generally my favorites. Um, yeah. so yeah, no, I would love to play TFT with you. Um, I, yeah, I had such, I had such a good time the other day. Um, it was really weird cause there's bots in it with obscene names, um, that Whoa. you need to kick because otherwise they're just taking up slots on your team and not being productive teammates. And they're just sitting at the spawn point. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's dude, it's super fun. I would, I would gladly play that. Awesome. Um, last thing I did a, a stream because, uh, I was chatting in a Twitch channel and, um, some of the, uh, streamer, the streamer I was watching and some of the people in chat were saying like, Oh, you should totally, um, stream snow runner. They would watch that. So I, um, I, I brought up snow runner. You tuned into the stream, which is awesome. Yeah. So appreciate that. It was uh, nice crazy that that was sometime in the past two weeks. Yes. It feels like the it it feels like it's been a month since we've done a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like a lot has happened. That's how that's how the first two weeks of 2021 are going. So <laughs> it feels like it's been a month. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I don't have a lot to talk about with SnowRunner. It's I'm still trying to figure out the game. I think I've probably talked about it in a previous podcast as well. Um we've at least talked about Mudrunner for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you brought up SnowRunner before. It's a it's a different game. I'm, I just need to play more of it. Um, but 
that I purchased a new game. So this last week, which was a Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity on the Switch. Okay, so you bought it. I didn't know when you when you referenced playing it the other day. I didn't know if you were playing the demo or the full release. Yeah, so I picked it up, and uh, I it's my first Warriors game actually. So no Dynasty oh, Warriors or you didn't play you didn't play Hyrule Warriors. I have not played Hyrule Warriors. This is the okay. first Warriors game. So um, anyway, it's I I like it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. It it is um it does feel a little repetitive in the combat, but just the whole game feels like a love letter to Breath of the Wild. The way that it's it, just because like the maps that you are on um feel like they're pulled right out of the map from Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. and um you know almost disappointing because this is supposed to be like pre calamity, like um it's like a prequel. Yeah, like to yeah, this Wild. is this is showing you like the war or whatever that happened a hundred years prior to breath of the wild. Yeah. But Hyrule with the exception of Hyrule castle looks largely the same, which is interesting. It's like, you think of like, man, this place is so barren and wasteland, but no, really like that's, that's kind of how Hyrule was. It was just the castle area that got really destroyed. (laughs) So, um, so that was a little probably disappointing, but I, it's just spending more time with the characters. It it does feel like there's some time travel mechanics going on. So it's almost like this is like an alternate dimension of hmm. the events that just the way that the story goes. I don't, I don't know why they're doing it that way, but, um, but I'm enjoying it. I got to pilot one of the uh, divine beasts. Um, oh yeah. So that nice. was, um, it was uh Von Redania, which uh, which is the Goron sort of lizard guy, and okay, and yeah. this game got a lot of knock because of like some of the frame rate hitches, and I do see them, but the frame rate hitches don't seem that bad for the amount of action and things that are happening. It's like yeah, literally a fire laser, and like it says that I just killed a thousand people, like a thousand. So yeah, the frame rate take, but it feels very forgivable. I'm like, I'm totally fine with that because the frame rate comes right back up afterwards. Like I'm basically in a lizard mech and I just melted a thousand enemies. Like, sure. That's fine. Drop a few frames. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost like kind of when you described playing some of the smups that you play where the slowdown sort of happens, it kind of feels like, an organic part of the game, you know, well, it's like it, in, in that case, it definitely is. And I welcome the slowdown. Yes. It's, it's helpful. <laughs> yeah. So when the slowdown happens here, I'm like, yeah, of course the frame rate's going to drop. Like it's, it's so, uh, it feels very forgivable versus like a loading issue. Like in another game where the frame rate drops when you're walking down a hallway and it's like, uh, like that doesn't feel good at all. So, yeah. Well, that, that just reminded me that I like, as it, as I was growing up, any time that there was intense action and whatever console or arcade cabinet I was playing on, if it slowed down, I thought that was cool because I was like, oh my God, there's so like, they put so much into the game that the game can't even keep up with the game. Yes, exactly. That's amazing. And like <laughs> nowadays we're like, oh my God, I just dropped like two frames. Like this game is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> 57 fps this is garbage it's yeah. like worst game ever <laughs> exactly so um i i recommend it the thing with um back to 
uh, Age of Calamity. It's just the the only thing is it kind of makes me sad because it makes me miss Breath of the Wild when I'm playing it. Yeah, and I've I. I've played and I really like the mechanics. Like they're even cooking is even in the game. Like you collect materials. Like, Oh, I like that made me remember like all of the sound, like all of the different sound effects that go along with the cooking in that game. And and the sound effects are there. You don't actually go somewhere and cook, but what happens is you collect the materials. And then when you're getting ready for a mission, you can hit cook and like, it'll give you like 5% less damage to enemies that level, you know, stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, the, you know, same recipes, all the assets are reused. The sounds are there. So it's, if you liked breath of the wild, I do recommend checking this one out. Um, I just decided that, you know, I'm not going to play breath of the wild at this time, but this would be a good thing. Yeah while we wait for breath of the wild too, whenever that's going. Yeah. I, I've played a little bit of the demo of this game. Um, and it is something that I would like to pick up at some point. It's yeah. Pretty fun. Um, and I, I did play through and enjoy Hyrule warriors as well. Um, so let's see, I still have two more games on my list cause <laughs> I've played a lot of things, uh, a lot of short things also. Um, uh, so the short thing in, in the last two that I played uh, was NBA Jam Tournament Edition for the Sega Saturn. Um, played a couple games, was the Warriors, did well. Actually, I was the Warriors once and I was uh, the Utah Jazz. Um, raining down those threes with John Stockton. Yeah, and uh, you played the PS3 version too, didn't you, didn't you mention that? True, I, I did. Um okay. I did also do that. I did play the NBA Jam on Fire Edition um, on the PS3 because um, I was playing. Like I played a couple games of that after doing the thermal paste replacement because I wanted to see if the PS3 was going to overheat. Um, I could actually do something that's a little more, little more intensive. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, I played that and then also played some more of Cyberpunk 2077. Um, that's actually the game that I think that I played the most in the past two weeks. Um, so yeah, still having a really good time with it. Um, still playing it the same way that I played, uh, Skyrim. So just kind of, just kind of like pittering around, like finding my way around different neighborhoods, just, uh, running around looking at stuff. Um, are you doing dragon shouts to NPCs? Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Basically, Who's like, <laughs> I mean, the the fact that I have like specced fully into like shotgun damage <laughs> and I can double jump, it's like I'm playing Doom. Wow. Like, the way that I play Cyberpunk, yeah, actually it's it's a mixture of Skyrim and Doom. Um because with my crazy shotgun damage, I can double jump out of nowhere down at somebody aim down as I'm falling and then boom, boom. And like that person's gone and then just keep running in. And like, I have a fully automatic 12 round shotgun right now. Wow. So I can just like clear a room um, as long as it's appropriately leveled. There have been a couple times that I try to like run in somewhere and I'm like, boom, 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 boom. Like practically like clear my 12 round clip. And I've done a quarter like I've only like chipped off a quarter of their health and I'm like, Oh, 
I'm under leveled, run away. <laughs> Wrong room. <laughs> My yeah. mistake. It's like, uh, never mind, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> pretend I was I was pretend I was never here. Um but yeah, it, I'm still I'm still enjoying it. Um the only bugs that I really experienced were day one, and they were pretty minor. Um, I hope that's gonna continue to be the case for me while I play on PC. Um and yeah, it's it's very deserving of the flack that it's getting for the uh, PS4 and Xbox One versions. Um, but on PC, it's still a really good game. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that one one day. One day. Yeah, only, only when you feel like you actually want to put a uh, time commitment in. Um, I didn't even think that I wanted to put in the time commitment when I picked up Cyberpunk, but it's like it's been pulling me in and... Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll even play some more this evening unless I play something multiplayer. Yeah. I really like to just sort of exist in that world. That'd be just cool. Yeah, Like that's, that's been, that's been some of the fun for me is just walking around and seeing all the NPCs and just seeing like the, the world design. Like there's a very like, um, like I guess Japan town ish area. Mm. Um, that's really cool to go and see. Reminds me a lot of Tokyo. Um, but anyway, that's all the stuff that I've been playing. Only played like two or three games, you know. <laughs> uh, see, this is what happens when, when my partner is not here and I don't really watch TV. Yeah. Um, yes, in lieu of TV, and I know you've been watching basketball. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I've played so many games. Is it's not really doing anything else. Um, other than that, at least with my entertainment time. Well, was that it? I think was so. That was good. Yeah. Is that a show? Yeah, we had quite, we had quite a show. We did. It was uh, I think it's the normal length. My timer looks really long, but that's because I was in this for a while before we started recording. Um. All right. Well, do you want to say what our next? episode is before we go into our outro yeah so uh our next episode um we want to do halo combat evolved uh on the original xbox um Woo. i will not be playing on the original xbox you may fire it up but I'm, I'm, oh, yeah uh, I'll, I'll definitely fire it up and play some on the original xbox but I yeah i'm gonna play halo uh, CE um, on the uh, anniversary edition that's as part of the Master Chief Collection, most likely on PC. Um, we should play it together. <laughs> we're, we're, we will play it together. <laughs> we're going to finish the campaign uh, together, and then I might do the first couple levels just to refresh also. But um, but yeah, we, we started a campaign a while ago, but uh, never finished it. Um, and uh, we <laughs> foolishly started on legendary. I don't recommend playing that way. Um, no, but I mean playing Halo uh, on legendary is that you you play it a certain way. Uh, there's a, and you have to learn how to play that way. But I don't think that's yeah. how it's best experienced myself. So, yeah, it's not my favorite way to play Halo. It is a way that I have played Halo, and I think I think I I think I've only done legendary on Halo Three, like I where see. I completed. Well, actually, did I even complete the campaign that way? I don't know. Maybe it's been a while. It becomes a puzzle game on defeat the enemies or run without running out of ammo. So, (laughs) yeah, I remember halo three when I played on legendary with my, my roommates at the time, 
it would always be like, okay, uh, you two guys go and fight. I'm going to stand back here and be the spawn point for when you die. <laughs> Basically is yes. the way to play that game on legendary. Yeah. Um, at least if you're not incredibly skilled at the game. Cause I think you and I have a mutual friend that, um, enjoys he, playing on legendary he loves playing it on legendary solo that's how he yeah. does it. <laughs> solo and i'm like i don't know how you do that but yeah or like i would maybe play solo if i had another controller connected and that was just sitting there <laughs> to yeah, act as my spawn point <laughs> <laughs> there you go all right well uh thanks everyone for listening to the show we know that there are a lot of podcast options out there And we appreciate you taking the time to put our words into your ears. It really does mean a lot. Uh, You can also check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com. And you can subscribe to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, and probably some more that I don't know what they are. If you know what they are and you found us, Uh, drop us a line let me know I'll add it to our list Uh, come join us next time again we're going to be talking about Halo Combat Evolved for the original Xbox bye for now see ya